Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts, and together with my wife, Sherea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is. From looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring the tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God. We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language, and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit, we'll never take more than 30 minutes of your time each week. We want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we talk about dating apps and whether they are compatible with our lives as believers. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Faith Podcast. Uh, Last week, it was just me and Dave Rogers, but today I'm joined again by my lovely wife and co-host and 22-week pregnant woman, Sharia. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yes, I'm back and glad to be. Yeah, I'm glad you're back too. Speaking of you being pregnant, Sharia has one of the most feeble baby bumps you could possibly imagine. (laughs) You would not believe that there is a great big baby coming along the way. Well, not great big, but yeah, yeah, there is a baby, which I think I'm just expecting that one of these days I'm going to just balloon and yeah, that bump will, will grow quite quickly, I think at this point. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty funny because you wouldn't know that Sheree was pregnant and she's almost into the third trimester. Is that right? Are you almost or are you actually into the third trimester? Yeah, I'm, I'm over halfway. So I guess like two weeks away from the two or three weeks away from the third trimester. It's pre- yeah. Anyway, it's pretty exciting. By the way, if you're wondering, our baby is due on December 27th and we're pretty excited about that. We have no idea what that will look like for this podcast. We we don't know, but we are praying into that now and trying to figure out what things look like afterwards. So today we are answering a a listener question. It's um, We're going to read it exactly as it is and then we'll break it down. So the question was this. I'm curious to hear your opinion on the whole dating app culture and whether it contests with potential beliefs about man pursuing the woman and actively seeking a relationship instead of trusting God with it. Or is there no issue at all because God can use all situations for his purpose? Are we actively taking control into our hands by creating a profile or are we pushing a door that God can close if he wants to? That's a great question and it's a really big question. So I think... Uh, what I think would be good would be to break down the answer into uh, three different parts. So Sherea, I'm thinking that maybe we should start by talking about dating app culture in general, uh, irrespective of faith, and then maybe talk about what it looks like to have wise relationships in in the Christian world. And then we will combine those two and then look at the church and dating apps together. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, that's good. Great. Okay. Well, with that in mind, we will go to a quick break and we will see you on the other side. So dating app culture, this is a new phenomenon for me. I I think it kind of picked up when I was about 25 years old, I think around 2014. And uh, thankfully I kind of missed the majority of it. That's not to say I didn't ever uh, dabble with 
dating websites and things like that back in the day. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but Sharia, I want to know, in Kola, Manitoba, population 200, what was dating app culture like there? Oh, well... There are so few people. It it was non-existent. Uh, like it just wasn't the thing to do. There might have been. It might have just been coming in kind of around the time I was in high school. Um, but no one used it. It was such a small town. Like you knew everyone in your town, anyways. You're like, I don't want to date any of these people. <laughs> I can just imagine. You don't need to go on your phone. You just walk to someone's house and be like, uh, Do you want to date? And <laughs> yeah, it's much simpler in in the town of Kola. But you had to use German to do it. <laughs> No. <laughs> so it was a, it's a town that spoke low German, just so you know, or, or many of the people in the town did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just wanted to find out what dating app culture would be like in a population of 200 towns. Yeah, non-existent. So I have very little um, insight into some of this this stuff, but we will do our best to talk about it. Yeah. And it's interesting as a husband and wife combination talking about dating apps, especially since we didn't meet on a dating app. We'll talk about how we met at the end because I think that'll be fun. But I want to share some stats. I love sharing stats for this kind of stuff. Uh, I had a look, I had a rummage on the internet and you might be interested to, to hear some of these. So based on a YouGov poll con conducted on January the 29th to 30th, 2019, 42% of current uh, or former users of dating apps or websites found them interesting, fine, whatever. 17% of them found them romantic. That's not very much. 26% found them exhausting. 15% found them pointless. 29%, so that's almost one in three, found them shallow. And 29% uh, as well found them dangerous. 48% of people who have never used a dating app found them dangerous. It's, there's some interesting stats there. People who have never used dating apps before, 4% found them uh, romantic. That's not, not great. Um, broken down by gender, there are some interesting uh, stats here on negative experiences. This is, uh, I think, from the States. 25% of males, so that's one in four males, have been contacted by someone in a way that made them feel uncomfortable. 42% of women have been contacted by someone in a way that made them feel comfortable, Yikes. uncomfortable. 39% of females had to block or report someone <laughs> and 23% of guys. 33% of females had been sent unsolicited or inappropriate pictures uh, and 20% of guys. 32% of females had concerns about their safety uh, and 38% of males found out that someone lied about their identity or had been catfished. Wow. That's so a few stats there. Uh, we could go on and on and on. We have to recognize that dating culture is well and truly the world we live in. It's just part of society, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess like it just seems like the overall view towards it is negative. I don't know. Like I just think that often when you hear like Tinder stories or anything, it's always, oh, Tinder horror stories or things that went wrong or how this went wrong. And I'm not saying that's always the case. Those are probably just like the exciting stories that people tell, but it just gives kind of this overall negative, I guess, sense of, of dating apps. And I don't know so much about the websites, but definitely the apps. It's, it's true, but there are some positives as well. You know, as, as a guy uh, growing up, maybe less so now, but when I was growing up, it was certainly an expectation that I would make the first move on a girl, like the guy makes the first mm, move. Yeah. And Tinder gets rid of that horrifying reality of having to tell someone you like them and them not return the feelings. In fact, I mean, not just Tinder, any dating app. But there are some challenges as well. It, it stops you from maybe getting to know the person 
properly, you know, as a friend, uh, but we'll talk more about that later. And it really does have a huge impact on hookup culture. So mm, hookup yeah. culture has exploded and that's not necessarily a good thing. Listen to the conclusion of uh, a cover story by a secular organization called the American Psychological Association. It says this, by definition, sexual hookups provide the allure of sex without strings attached, well, obviously. And then it goes on. Despite their increasing social acceptability, however, developing research suggests that sexual hookups may leave more strings attached than many participants might first assume. But that's not a super surprise. You know, the point is this, dating apps themselves are con contributing to uh, what I believe is one of the biggest shifts in in relational culture since like the late 60s. It's it's a huge, huge deal. And some of those effects are huge as well. But the question is, what about Christian culture? You know, just because dating app culture in general is seen as negative. Now, don't get me wrong. People are meeting online. People are getting more people are uh, finding their life partners online than probably ever before. It would It would make sense to say, I can't say that with definitive evidence, but I would be unsurprised if that's the case but we can't get away from the negatives. How does that work in a Christian culture? Should we just avoid it because there's some negatives towards it? Or should we uh, should we kind of dig in and find the Christian way, the godly way mm. of using something that can also be used for bad? That's, right. that's a challenge. So I think we'll pause there. And after the break, we'll talk about what it looks like to have wise relationships in general. Okay, so let's talk about wise, godly relationships. Now, we're going to rush through this, and there's a reason why. At some point, we would love to do a whole series on godly relationships. Um, and uh, we spent, as we'll talk about in a minute, we spent some time going through uh, the church and LGBT um, over three episodes relatively recently that talked a lot about relational stuff there. So, Sharia, with that in mind, um, let's talk about godly and wise relationships? What does that look like in today's day and age? Yeah, that's a good question. I think part of it is remembering that God created us for relationships with the opposite sex. It's a good thing. Um, so to pursue those relationships is good. But also we need to remember that singleness is also a good thing. It's not bad to be single. And sometimes we can rush into relationships just because we're we're afraid of being single, which is totally understandable. But I think we need to kind of change that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this in one of those LGBT in the church episodes. We often think that if you're single, it's a punishment and that you are inferior and you can't be truly yourself until you meet someone else well, or you're with someone else. And that is garbage. Like biblically speaking, that's wrong. The, the mm. Bible is clear about how it is a blessing to be single, but we have also been created for marriage. Uh, so there's this, this mixture here. It's not that one is right and one is wrong. Both are good. And we need to remember that. It's also worth remembering that those relationships with the opposite sex that are good, they are intended for marriage. So any kind of sexual contact outside of marriage is considered sin. And again, head to you know, that those three episodes on the LGBT in the church series that we did a few weeks ago to talk about that in more depth, or, at least, or I should say to hear us talk about it in more depth. So with that in mind, how do we date well? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think it like 
if we're dating for marriage as Christians, then I think we need to be really intentional in when we do date. And there's lots of ways that you can do that. But Dave, do you want to give us some examples? Yeah. So uh, if you are a teenager right now, especially, you're probably listening to to this and thinking dating for marriage and uh, being intentional. That sounds really scary and intense. And I can understand that. Well, here's what we're saying. We're not saying that you cannot date someone until you know you're going to marry them. Um, I've had that. I've had people in my life uh, basically treat me like I was a horrible person because I broke up with someone when uh, we weren't going to be together because, you know, we started dating. So surely we had to get married. And well, that's been a problem. But what we're saying instead is kind of the opposite of that is don't date someone if you know you're not going to marry them. Okay. So if there's a question mark, you know, when Sheree and I started dating, the whole time it was like, oh yeah, maybe this could go the distance. Maybe we could get married. Well, in that case, there's, there's an open door to, to push into. But if you, if you are dating someone and you know, it's not going to work, well, that's no good. You know, it's no good to be with someone for just because it's fun for a bit. That's, that's not a godly way to do it. Some other things to, to keep in mind as far as intentionality is build a friendship, take your time. Mm, Uh, Again, we'll talk about this in more detail in another episode. I think it's really important here as well that we encourage that you date someone who shares your faith if you're a Christian. Now, here's why. Uh, Sometimes it feels really hard when someone says to you, oh, well, you can't date anyone unless they're a Christian. But think about it this way. If your faith is central to you and is a core part of who you are, and I hope it is because Jesus is the best part of you if you're a Christian and Jesus, knowing Jesus is the, the best thing you can ever pursue, well, if, if Jesus is at the center of you and you date someone who doesn't want anything to do with the thing that is central to you, well, how can you two be compatible? You know, if, if I was a professional rugby player and I was dating someone who hated rugby, well, that'd be very challenging as a relationship. Um, and it's, and you know, you're kind of multiplying that by many tens and tens because it's, it's very different when your faith incorporates every part of you. Uh, so we would encourage you to date someone of the same faith. Uh, biblically, it's, it says, you know, not to get married to, to an unbeliever. Um, and so that's, that's important too. Um, there's a, there's a passage in, uh, second Corinthians 614 that you can look at if you, you want to, uh, check that out for sure. Um, I think in terms of being intentional, just slow down. I think that's probably mm, the biggest yeah. thing is slow down, like get to know each other. I mean, we got, we got engaged after nine months of dating, but like <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds <laughs> pretty fast, fast, but we spent a lot of time before that getting to know each other and building a relationship and, and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, would you add anything there, Sharia? Um, no, I think that's, that's good. I think the main thing is, is check your heart, check your intentions for why you want to date someone. And sometimes our reasons aren't, aren't as good as we think they are and, and pray about it. Like our God is a God of relationship. And, and so ask God. Yeah. Oh, I think there's something else that's worth saying as well. When your heart is in the right place, you can make a relationship work with pretty much anyone. Now I'm not <laughs> saying you should, of course, I'm not saying you should marry anyone just for the sake of it. No, but you know, if you truly get what marriage is about, about being sacrificial, about serving the other one, uh, you know, about putting the, the other person in your relationship above you, well, then your marriage will work. If you've both got that mindset, then your marriage will work. If, if one of you doesn't, well, of course, that's, that's, that's challenging. But that's a really important thing. And that means that you don't need to be testing out people. 
you know, mm. trying out relationships yeah. to see what works and what doesn't. You don't need to be doing that if you have the right attitude towards marriage in the first place. You know, I've, I've heard people say it a lot. You know, even people in my family have said, oh, well, you know, you've got to live together to know whether it will work or not. I think, mm, no, I don't think that's true. In fact, statistically, your marriage is more likely to work out if you haven't lived together uh, as opposed to if you have lived together before marriage, which is a really interesting thing. Now, I'm not going to put the source on the show notes there because I can't remember where it is. That's just one of those things that have been has been around in the ether, but I'd encourage you to, to research that. So let's just recap because we've been rambling a little bit. Uh, firstly, God has created us to have relationships with the opposite sex. Um, those relationships are intended for marriage and sexual relationships outside of marriage is sinful. Singleness is a gift. Let's not uh, be too desperate to break away from that singleness component, especially if you have a sense that God is calling you there. Um, and how do you date well? Well, you do it with marriage in mind and with intentionality. That doesn't mean you have to be really strict and say that the only person you're dating is the person you're going to marry. But hey, why not make sure that when you're with someone, you're with them because there's a chance that you could get married. And the minute that that chance is gone, move on. Don't waste your time. <laughs> you know, be, be kind and be loving, but um, maybe part ways and find the person that God maybe does have for you. you know, be careful with boundaries, um, dating non-believers, and it probably is worth saying here, with be careful with crossing sexual boundaries with, with people, firstly for you, because it's dishonoring to God outside of marriage, but secondly, to preserve the other person's faith if they're a Christian. You, wanna, you don't want to cross any boundaries for the sake of their faith. Okay, so in the next section, we'll look at how this stuff that we've just talked about, creating a wise relational culture, and uh, what we looked at in the previous section about dating app culture, we'll look at whether those things can come together and, and work or whether they're incompatible. Okay, so the big question for this section is, are dating apps or websites compatible with our faith as Christians? Dave, what do you think? Well, let's start with the obvious. If you are on a dating app as a Christian for casual sex, that is not what God is calling you to. And let's be real, you probably know that. That's probably not a surprise to you. Uh, dating on hookup apps like Tinder, therefore, is probably questionable because the chances of meeting someone with the same values as you are very slim. If you're trying to meet a godly man or woman on a hookup app, that's going to be a challenge. Now, remember last week we talked about rules versus principles. This is not a biblical rule. There is no verse in the Bible that says, thou shalt not go on Tinder. So, <laughs> right. so therefore, we are not imposing that rule on you or even pretending that that's uh, a rule that you sh should, uh, like you should follow without question. But it's very wise advice to avoid uh, something like this, to avoid hookup apps, because the, the very culture of it is anti what the Bible teaches. So you would do very well to avoid those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think another thing with dating apps in particular is it can be easy to fall into a mindset of pursuing easy or shallow relationships, which isn't healthy either. Yeah, any app that is solely based on appearance, you know, where you have to swipe left or swipe right, that's something to be mindful of as well. 
as far as I'm aware, I think uh, Tinder, there isn't a huge space for information. I know some of the dating websites for sure that, that I had used in the past, they had a lot of information so you could find mm, out about someone. Right. I'm not sure with Tinder, but I have a feeling there's not much information. So if you're basing your opinion almost entirely on the way someone looks, well, that's that's not always a healthy thing. You know, it's good to be attracted to someone. You know, it's a good thing, but don't let that relationship center around the attraction. You know, it can be very tempting to be with the wrong person just because you're really attracted to them. And we get it. But you know, those apps that are a bit more uh, detailed on the personality stuff, you know, that are genuinely about relationships, dating relationships and not hookups. They can be really helpful, you know, especially Christian dating apps. Um, Sheree, can I share a, a bad experience I had <laughs> Yeah. Once? So I was, I think I was 26 when we met or 27 when yeah, we met. Yeah, so 26. I was, I was, you know, I was struggling with being single. I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time being single. And I went on these dating websites and I met, uh, well, I connected with a few people there, but I never went on one date. And it was a nice date. I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it was nice, but you know, it wasn't, didn't lead to anything. We, neither of us were really interested in the other. There was this one girl who I wasn't really very interested in pretty quick. And I, I kind of ended it. I mean, I say ended it, nothing really started, but I ended that conversation. And now I was working for a church, just doing my thing. And one day in the evening, this girl suddenly appeared oh. <laughs> to come and see me. Now, I have to tell you, there was a bit of a stigma around dating apps, more or dating websites, more than there is now. And so I was terribly embarrassed to be on a dating app. I was about 23, I think, and just just felt really embarrassed. And so when this girl came to see me, this girl that I'd already shut things down with and suddenly appeared in the foyer of our church <laughs> and asking to speak to me, it was the most awkward thing in the uh, entire world. And I don't think I handled it particularly well. So if by any chance you are listening and you know who you are, I am so sorry that I was as awkward and dismissive as I was. But at the same time, come on, man, that was weird. Don't do those kinds of things. <laughs> like <laughs> give, ask permission before you turn up. Um, <laughs> poor girl, she just turned up. <laughs> poor Dave. <laughs> don't just turn up. Like if a guy did that to a girl, it would be considered weird stalkering. Anyway, sorry. Again, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, also, uh, I think probably it's 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 worth saying with all of this, and maybe Sheree, you can speak into this. It's worth saying that it, what, what matters with all these things is not so much the actions you take. Those are important, but it's the heart behind it. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's all about the heart. God looks at our heart and... It's not about what platform you date on. It's about the intentions in the heart behind why you're dating. Yeah. And of course, there's a line, you know, like Tinder, we think is an unhealthy place to find a healthy Christian relationship. But we could well be wrong. You know, we're not experts on Tinder culture. No. But, you know, a lot of you guys who listen to this have told us about it and we, we've heard things. It doesn't sound like a good place to be. And I think the other thing I'd say is don't discount in-person relationships you know those ones where you get to know each other by hanging out first before uh, even broaching the topic of dating one of the hard things about dating apps is that you know the intention right from the start so that that changes the dynamic a little bit you know with with building friendships first it's it's difficult it's scary and it's slower um starting with friendships and, and and taking that plunge of telling someone that you're interested in pursuing a relationship and going on dates and figuring out whether this is something that might might fit. But the foundations that are built are often very strong and really healthy. And here's something that's really important. It's 
it's a, a way that you can involve your friends in the process too. It's really good to to just be friends and have friends around you before you are romantically involved, especially when you're looking for a partner for life. And that's one area where dating apps do tend to fall short. But with that said, we know a lot of godly people who have met on dating websites. So let's answer this question, Sheree. I'm going to read through it <laughs> okay. and we'll, we'll see if we've covered everything. So reading this question again, it says, I'm curious to hear your opinion on the whole dating app culture and whether it contests with potential beliefs about man pursuing the woman or actively seeking a relationship. I think those are two different things. So start, I think we didn't cover that, but where in the Bible does it say about a man pursuing a, a woman? I don't think it does. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe you get that impression, but... Yeah, I mean, think even things like Song, Song of Solomon and things like that, there are hints of it. And of course, it was a, a you know incredibly patriarchal society um, in biblical times. And so... It would have been very much that way around, but I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing biblically that says that a man has to pursue the woman. So let's discount that. Now, if, again, if we're wrong, we're still learning just like you um, and you can t uh, tell us where we've missed the mark on that. Okay, let's talk about the next bit. Does it contest with potential beliefs about actively seeking a relationship? In other words, not trusting God. I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that says you can't seek a relationship. I don't think so. I think that just because you actively seek a relationship doesn't mean that you're not trusting God. You need to, again, check your heart and check your intentions, but I don't think that it means you're not trusting God. Yeah, I I agree. I think if you are desperate, desperate not to be single and you can't handle being single and you don't feel complete until you've met someone, maybe there's something that you need to address in your own in your own life. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, seeking a relationship, uh, a godly Christian relationship. That's that's okay. But at the same time, you can trust God with it. So just because you are on a dating app doesn't mean that you're not trusting God with it. You're still trusting him for the outcome, I hope. Well, and then the, the questioner continues and says, is there no issue at all because God can use all situations for his purpose? Well, that's, yeah, I think that's pretty much how we would feel. Are we actively taking control into our own hands by creating a profile or are we pushing a door that God can close if he wants? I would say uh, we are taking control into our hands, but that doesn't mean we're taking all control into our hands. You know, we're, with all things, there's this weird tension behind between it. We're talking about it as, as church planters. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. We are looking to build a church. Well, God builds his church. But at the same time, I've got to work really hard, do everything I can to help from a human point of view, help the church grow. I'm still trusting God with it. Primarily it's God's thing, but I'm still doing everything humanly possible to serve God through action. And I think it's the same with, with dating to a certain extent. You know, you're trusting God with the outcome, but you're still doing everything that humanly you need to do uh, whilst trusting God in the process. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And there's a, a difference between being in a healthy place to pursue a relationship or being in a position where you know that you're not in a good place to pursue a relationship. And so I think it's so individual to each situation and each person. Yeah. I think to summarize, dating apps, they're fine. They're just fine. As long as the intention behind them, the heart behind them is good. As long as you are pursuing a relationship for the right reasons and as long as you are seeking to honor God in all that you do. So I do hope that answers your question. Uh, we have done our best to try and answer it from 
a biblical perspective, but it's a it's a great question. Um, in in the next section, we thought it might be fun just to talk about how we started dating. So Sharia and I met in Bible school. I saw her from across the way and instantly I thought, wow, maybe she's the one. Now, Sharia didn't think this because she was in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I came to Bible college in a relationship already. So I wasn't looking to date anyone um, that wasn't on my mind. So me and Dave just became really good friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had a, a big old crush on Sharia. And so I just had kind of resigned myself to the fact that I wasn't going to be with her. I uh, thought she was going to marry this guy. And uh, so for the next kind of four months or so, it was all good. Apart from uh, we started crossing some boundaries, not not much, like just maybe being a bit too friendly. And I knew where my heart was and Sheree didn't. So I, we sat down and we had a conversation and I kind of told Sheree how I felt. And, and genuinely not not to try and win her, but just to make sure that we put the right boundaries in place. And it, well, it worked because Sharia blanked me for the next month. <laughs> yeah. Um, once Steve told me that, then I knew that um, we had to put those lines in place. Um, and yeah, I didn't talk to him, but I did go home for the holidays for um, Christmas. And me and my previous boyfriend, we actually ended our relationship. So I came back to Bible college single. And ready to mingle. And that is when we started to talk a bit more again and she stopped blanking me. And the rest, they say, is <laughs> history. We ended up getting engaged about nine months later, got married uh, a year and a half after that moment. And it was all good. So that's the very condensed quick story of how we met. Um, next week, we're going to start a new series, um, unless you have any more fantastic questions like this. But we've got uh, a lot planned for this next series as well. So... That's all from us. Have a fantastic week and we will see you very soon. Bye.